a lot of talking, bro. You do a lot of talking. All that screaming. Well, you better hope you can play as long as me. Hey, when you get on your knees and say your prayers tonight, pray. What happened between you and Tlaib on the field early in the game? I don't know. You're going to ask him because he didn't finish the game. Ice up, son. Ice up. <laughs> Live. In the entertainment capital of the world. It's the T.C. Martin Show. I know you're going to dig this. It's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor, T.C. Martin. I wish I was 50 years younger and I'd kick your ass. The doctor is now in. Yeah, boy! Ah, uh, yes, hour number two coming your way here on a wild Wednesday edition of the T.C. Martin Show. Of course, streaming live wherever you may be, tcmartinshow.com. You miss any part of this show, the past shows. Go to the website, check it all out. Check out the interview page, all updated and everything. The classic interview page. Some of the best interviews of all time back there. And uh, the current interview page over the last uh, month or so. Catch all of that and more. Our featured interviews on the interview page as well, too. And, uh, of course, our recap of Super Bowl 57 is up there. So check all of that out and a whole lot more. All right. Uh, this hour, Lindy LaRock will join us, the head coach of the UNLV Lady Rebels. Yes, we're giving the Rebels plenty of love because they're 24 and two. They're 14 on the Mountain West. They've won 15 in a row. They face San Jose State tomorrow night at 6 30 PM and they get to be on the big stage, big arena tomorrow night. They're going to be in the Thomas and Mack Center at 6.30 p.m. And uh, expect them to win again tomorrow night. And uh, they'll be their first opportunity to clinch the conference regular season championship. And if you want to go out to the Thomas and Mack Center, you know, tickets are $1. Think about that. $1. Here, let me, let me, get, let me get out my wallet so we have some true sound effects here. All right. I don't know if I have any bills small. Do I? Oh, I do. I have one dollar. Right, there we go. Here we go. Name this movie. One dollar. Come on, you don't got it. I have nothing. You have nothing. Why can't I think of that? Billy Ray. Billy Ray. You remember at the end of the movie? No. Ah. Yes, Lewis and Billy Ray made a bet because Mortimer made a bet. Trading places. They made the bet for $1 that they could, you know, turn Lewis Winthorpe, all right, bad, go end up in jail. $1. So at the end, they reversed everything and they go, yes, I lost. $1. Well, it didn't have the same effect, did it? <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Come on, man. You can, you can find that. It's a classic right there. Let me put away my wallet because I don't, don't know. <laughs> want to make sure I have it with me at all times around you. After seeing what we just saw, I think it's a good idea. Yeah. All right. <laughs> all right. So Lindy LaRock will join us. And yes, Lindy LaRock was our winner. Had a uh, closest to the Super Bowl score of all of our guests uh, from last week. So uh, appreciate that. All right. Um, good stuff there. All right. Um, yeah, you want to hear about my movie experience, don't you? I do. You, you like that. Yeah. So. Go ahead. You got to the theater. You got your popcorn. Yes. Did you get in time for Sade or Sade? Sade. 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 I got her name wrong. You got that wrong. I, I got to have some Sade music behind us. And, and, and pick out the right song this time, okay? Like, you know, pick out a good one. All right. Yes. Uh, so here's the deal with that. Um, you'll like this. Because this, this is only me. There you go. There you go. Uh, Smooth Operator wasn't playing when I walked in, but that's exciting. I think it's like song three. So anyway, so I go to the theater and I ask for the fresh hot popcorn. And, you know, when I'm coming now, they go, oh, there's that guy again. Yeah, he's... he's I could just imagine yeah, their face. Yeah, yeah. Oh, jeez, not this guy. Yeah, yeah, Come yeah, on, no. Make a, and listen, you're not busy. And they expected, you know, bigger crowd last night. The Valentine's Day, and there really, really wasn't that big a crowd. So, um, like I said, I just don't six. think you had. It was a big enough crowd for eighty for Brady. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah. No, no. I think everybody was already. No, I was a, talking to the manager because again, I'm waiting in in line, you know, for the popcorn. You know, you don't get. You got to. They don't have. They wait don't for them they, to catch they, your popcorn. Well, of course, yeah, exactly. So it's not like you know, so it's the whole theater there, and they say, yeah, we thought it'd be a little bit busier. So anyway, um, 
Yeah, so I asked for the hot, fresh popcorn, and they always look over and like they go, "Well, we really don't want to do this," but because it's you, and if we say no to you, then you're gonna just point to the screen and say, "Get your hot, fresh popcorn here," and instead of looking at those bags that've been in there since 11 a.m. So anyway, yeah. So then they started to get a little bit of a crowd, and then I started to get a little nervous. All right. So what I do. Because it takes them about twelve minutes to pop the popcorn. Okay, so they okay. got they got to flip on the machine. Yeah. All right. Then they got to test it with their hand. Test it with their hand, right? And it goes beep beep beep. And then they actually put the the popcorn in the the popper, right? So at that point in time, I said, I'm gonna go uh, check out the theater for this. You're gonna go scout. So, and I just want to make sure that Charday was playing because I want to make sure that nothing changes. Like I said, creature or habit. So I walk in the theater. No one's in the theater because it's, you know, now 13 minutes to post time. I walk in and there's my Chardet. And I'm doing my little dance, even though no one's in the theater. So I hang there, enjoy the tunes just to make sure they're still on top of things. Nothing changes. It's like Groundhog Day. Uh, You'd think after all these years they'd have a different soundtrack, but no. Mix up some songs, different artists. It's Chardet in every theater. So then I walk out and now it's getting ready to get popped. And now I go, uh uh-oh. They weren't coming for 80 for Brady. They were coming for other people. And there's like six people in line now. And now they're they're going crazy because they usually have only two people working in the concession stand. Hey, come on. Oh, we're starting to get a crowd. And I'm going, oh, no. They're going to let this thing pop. And it's going to, you know, it's like something going to the ground. You can't let it go to the ground. Even though you can't let it go to the bottom of the popper because we, I don't want the bottom of the popper. I'm sitting there and paying my hard-earned money for that popcorn. And I asked them to press fresh pop fresh hot popcorn and i don't want it to go pop 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 and then go to the bottom and then they mix it up that's irritating because then i'm defeating the purpose of waiting for the hot fresh popcorn you follow me right i got you are, are you with me i'm with you are you with me i'm are you with me ha ha okay so anyway so now the guy's helping somebody else and i did it it starts to go pop 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 right and then I'm going, excuse me. <laughs> He's in the middle taking order. I go, hey, 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 popcorn. I said, as I said, I said, can you catch it? Can you catch it? Because I already paid this and that. And also, they got to get my Pepsi at the same time because I will not let the Pepsi sit. You're covering your, your head and you're like, this is what you're supposed to do. I don't want Pepsi that's been sitting. I don't want to get watery. I already, I already have to sit through all the previews for 15 or 18 minutes. Forget that. So anyway, He's running over. And I said, you know, I kind of feel bad, but I go, no, I go, catch it while it's coming out. I go, that's the purpose. So this poor kid, he gets the bag, all right, because they don't have the buckets. It's they got the, the bags, bag. Yep. And this poor kid is, it, it's popping. And you know how it's not, you know, open all the way. Yeah. And then it's in on top and it's going to the ground. It's like, and so I'm, I'm doing this like for about eight feet away from the kid. And I'm just like, want to go like, open it, open it, open it. And then, so he finally takes the, the scooper and he opens it and he starts catching it. He does a pretty good job. There it is. Yeah. So anyway, uh, the popcorn's coming in, it's coming in, it's coming in, and then it starts to close again. And so he's missing a lot of it. And what's he do? When it's about three quarters of the way full with hot, fresh popcorn, he goes to the bottom of the scooper. And I go, no, 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 no. A pie, a pie, high hands, high hands. Oh, okay, okay. And he finishes it off. Delivers me the popcorn. Other guy, the manager. He's got line now, right? Races over the Pepsi machine. I think they're afraid of me. <laughs> is there a male version of a Karen? <laughs> I mean, is it a Kyle? Nah. Are, are, probably, are you a... Are, are you a Kyle? I don't think so. You're a Kyle. I'm not like You're that. a food Kyle. No, maybe. You're a food Kyle for sure. Yeah. Seat snob, food snob, that sort of thing, possibly. A Kyle? You just made that up or is that or is that a thing? It's actually kind of a thing. But like, it's not like a... No, because I'm not going off on anybody. I'm just... Okay, hold on. Yeah? Hands up. That's kind of going off. That's kind of going a little I, bit overboard. I, 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 <laughs> 
it's it's not i'm not gonna go there anyway it's not no it's not like that i mean no like, down i'm just you know i want the fresh hot popcorn. No, i know what you i know what you're yeah. meaning yeah i know it, it sounds worse than it is if you go to the movies with me you'll understand it's not that bad and then i'll yeah, be like maybe i'll take the bag that is just normal i don't care see you don't care i don't give you two. got that you now why would you settle okay you're a settler why would you settle for popcorn that's been sitting it underneath that lamp for hours. Why would you do that? Seriously? Because it's the same thing. It's the same it's thing. The same okay. Thing. Let me. Okay, Mister White Castle, wherever you go. Yep. All right. How long is that? Are you okay with getting a hamburger that's been sitting underneath? The I'm heat watching lamp? them make it. Ah. Oh, and oh. what am I doing? And what am I doing? You're watching them make Aha! it. Aha! Aha! But White Castle is always busy enough to where it's you're always gonna watch that, them make it. That's the thing. Okay. Oh, but, I know. So you're saying the same thing that I'm saying. So you're you're the Kyle. You're the snob. No, I just it, If they would grab you something that's been under the heat lamp for twenty minutes, you gonna say anything? Okay, hold Be on. Be honest. Hold on. Yeah. If I'm getting like four burgers. Yeah. And one is sitting underneath it. I'm not talking about that. That's hold on. I'm talking about one burger. You're getting one burger. Anywhere you go. Any burger. It wouldn't matter. Okay. You go to a burger place. Okay. Red Robin, for example. And you see that endless fries that's true and you see that burger is sitting on the silver ledge underneath that hot lamp for seven minutes and you're sitting there in the booth because there's an open kitchen you know what i'm talking yeah, about i know exactly what you're and, talking and, about. And, and you're looking and you're looking and you know i know you you want to say server but they're over there you know wheeling and dealing with the singing happy birthday to the party of nine with the brats okay and your burger is sitting under that heat lamp for seven to ten minutes. What are you doing? I'm the kind of a-hole yeah. that will do this. I will walk up, and grab it, and bring it to myself. I've done that before. Yes. I've done that before. See, so what are you talking about me, cool Kyle? What are you talking about? You say you... See? You're a contradiction. Right? Thank you. Just listen to your Charday. 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 Now... That is another thing. As you know, in my family, there is this debate about... It's not Charday. Quit saying it wrong. Everybody knows it's Charday. So what does Numchuck do today? He types it in, and it's pronounced Charday. It's S-A-D-E. But I have people that say... Sa-day. It's not Sa-day. I even had to go and find a clip... Of 1994 British Music Awards, where they're British and she is British, and they said, and the winner is Shaw Day. Shaw Day said like six times, and then she comes up and she goes, I want to thank blah, 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 and for everyone that's made Shaw Day, you know, number one or whatever. She's saying herself, it's Shaw Day. Yeah, it's S A D E, but it's pronounced Shaw Day, and you know how I know it because I heard her say it. She's gonna call herself something different, and then I, I, you know, people say, "Oh well, no, no, there's no R in there." We think it's like washer. People that say, you know, people do that. Dishwasher. Yeah, there's there's no R in there. W A S H. All right, but it's Chardonnay. 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 It is Chardonnay. Chardonnay. And we've proved that now. We you know, looked it up, uh, got videos. But it's still not good enough for certain people. For certain Karens out there, it's not good enough. <laughs> Those are the opinions of T.C. Martin and T.C. Martin alone. Thank you very much. 80 for Brady. So the movie. Um, man. I, okay, you know how I am with this stuff. It's a sports movie. I wanted to see it. Going for the popcorn. It was kind of lame. I mean, to see Rita Marino, Sally Field... Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin, okay, okay, kind, dressed up as Tom Brady, but it was just, it was goofy. It was, you know who I was looking forward to seeing? When I saw the the cast, um, Rob Cadre, you know who he is? You know, he was in, he's in one ball, yeah, Ballers. Yeah. Ballers. Yeah. He was like uh, The Rock's main guy. Yeah. So I'm watching this movie and I didn't realize it was him until halfway through because he's got a beard and this and that and he's got this stupid Bostonian accent. And it's like, we're having a contest for these, you know, to, to give away. Uh, and these four old ladies, they can't afford and they want to go to the Super Bowl and see Tom Brady. And of course, 
it was loosely based on a true story, which I didn't know. And it was uh, them going to the Super Bowl in Houston uh, in 2018 when the Patriots came from behind and beat the Atlanta Falcons. Remember, they were down 28 to 3 and they won. All right, one by six in overtime, 34 28. So, kind of cute. They're trying to, you know, win tickets and you think they won tickets, but then they didn't win tickets. And yeah, spoiler alert. I don't think anyone's going to go see it anyway. So, but who cares? Uh, right. <laughs> you know, so kind of, they want to throw in the sad story that Lily Tomlin, her character has cancer, but then she's fine. It's okay. She ends up buying the tickets. And then what happens? Uh, they go to the Super Bowl experience. They go and then Sally Field is going to, uh, Meet Guy uh, Fieri, and she's going to win win a hot eating wings contest. Like we're going to believe that she's going to beat somebody else uh, and and eat these hot wings. We're going to believe that. We're going to believe that these security guards who are you know don't even look like security guards are not going to let him in because they find out their tickets are are fake tickets now. All right, you know because they didn't have the the right emblem on the back. So now how are they going to get in? And now you're supposed to believe that Goo Goo is going to get them in because he's Lady Gaga's dance choreographer. And you're supposed to believe that Rita Marino, uh, her character goes to this uh, uh, party and she beats uh, Goo Goo and, and guess who was at that poker table? Marshawn Lynch. She beat them all out of, you know, like $200,000. Oh, and then they find out it's for charity. Like, okay, we're going to believe all that. And then Jane Fonda's some, you know, looks really good, but you know, she's, uh, got some, she's some author and meets some guy, uh, who used to play for the Raiders and play for the Patriots. And he gets them in now their Super Bowl suite. Uh, in the meanwhile, uh, they get in the Super Bowl. Uh, and they don't have tickets, and all of a sudden they go, oh, there's four tickets. There's four seats that are open. Like, there's going to be four seats open at a Super Bowl. I'm supposed to believe that, okay? So this is where it start, I'm starting to lose it. I'm starting to lose it. And then when Rob Cor- Corday, whatever his name is, and the other guy, they act like they're doing play-by-play for a local Pats Nation show. We know that Fox has a broadcast because we remember it and we hear Joe Buck broadcasting and we see Terry Bradshaw on the stand, you know, giving Tom Brady the MVP. We see all that stuff, right? But then these Ham and Akers, we keep going back to them. And what do they say? Oh, the Pats are down zero to seven. What? You know, I'm going to lose it. Oh, they finally scored a touchdown. They're down seven to 28. Okay, you know I lose it because that's not how you say a score, especially if you're a professional broadcaster, which they aren't, but we're supposed to meant to believe, and that there's going to be four seats available, and then they're shaking their booty on the jumbotron, the security guy who's a fake security guy is you know gets them out of there. You got to come right, and then they make their way. Here, here, here it is. Are you ready for this, Nubchuck? Where do they make their way? They now make their way because they're upset that the Patriots are down 28 to three at halftime and Tom needs to come back. So Lily Tomlin says, wait, wait. I'm taking this upon my own. They do not go back. They do, they do not go in the locker room. Not at this point. Okay. At this point, they make their way into the offensive and de- defensive coordinators booth. So she can pick up the headset and say, Tom, Tom, I want to talk to you. And she puts on the headset and Tom looks up and has the headset, the microphone in the, in his helmet saying, Tom, I, I don't know how I did this, but I, I think I need some, like some, some crying music here. You know, I didn't think I was going to live, Tom, but I found the courage and I found the strength. And now you're down 28 to three. And I know that, well, my earth shattering, life changing moment really doesn't compare to being down 25 points in a Super Bowl. But Tom, you got to find the strength and you got to find the courage and you got to rally the troops in. You got to win. Go win, Tom. Go win. Tom's got a little tear in his eyes. He looks up and he's going like, yeah. And then he says, let's go. He looks at Julian Edelman. He looks at Danny Amendola. He looks at Rob Gronkowski. He goes, let's effing go. And next thing you know, they rally. They rally. 
and they tie it up. And a James White touchdown. And another James White touchdown. And a James White two-point conversion. I think James White had the octopus, by the way. There you go. He did. Then they win in overtime, 34-28, and Tom did it. So, yes, they leave the offensive coordinator's booth, and everyone's standing around, including the security guy, and is saying, that was beautiful. And she goes, okay, you guys could take it from here. And then she marches out, goes back to the suite, where the guy paid $245,000. Oh, by the way, Rita Marino bet the guy because, you know, now she's a better because she won all the money in the, in the poker game the night before with Marshawn Lynch. And she bet some guy that, you know, $200,000 that they're going to come back and win down 25. And of course she won that. And then security guy comes back. Oh, they're, they're celebrating. They're sitting there like the last ones in the stadium. And oh, what a day. What a day. What a moment. So glad we made the trip all emotional. Then the security guy's, okay, you got to go. Oh, no, we're taking you. They think they're taking him to jail. So where's security guard? Take him. Takes him down in the tunnel. And he. they think they're going to be arrested. They open the locker room door. And the ladies get to go in the locker room door to have that final moment with Tom Brady, with Tom sitting next to Lily Tomlin. And Tom says, wow, what a day. Thank you very much for that inspirational speech. It really helped me out a lot. Thank you very much. Tom Brady's acting could be worse than Brett Favre's in Something About Mary. And then the final scene, like I talked to T.J. Reeves last hour, they're on the beach. And Tom is sitting on the beach because now he's gone to Tampa Bay. So now they had a moment about potentially retiring. And there's your end of the movie. And then they're watching a game of Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. Fast forward to 2020 where Lily Tomlin's still alive because I guess she recovered. She's okay. And they got the half Patriot, half Buccaneer jerseys. The credits go up, and it said it was all filmed in California. But the popcorn was outstanding. There you go. What are you going nine to five? No. <laughs> so this was a music video that was made for the for the movie. That's Dolly Parton. That is Dolly Parton. It started off like nine to five. Remember yeah. Me okay. Yeah. And it's just hilarious to me. What do you mean? Look, I mean. It's hilarious just to see like all of this, and then I asked you about it, and you said that it wasn't in the movie. This movie, this song was not in the movie. I don't know how how they're calling this the official music video. I saw every scene, did not get up and leave. I stayed to the end. Um, and maybe it was in there while they were like. At the, I don't know. I, I don't. Rec- I don't recognize it. There was certainly no music video. There was no Dolly Parton. Uh, you know, it's Dolly Parton. It's Cindy Lauper. Cindy Lauper. Yeah. Gloria Estefan. Yeah. Uh, why don't you go back and look at the soundtrack and see if this is in there? I do not recall because I would recognize Dolly Parton's voice, but yeah, I don't think so. Eighty for Brady. You know how I am. I'm a stickler. You got to get the score right. You got to say things. I'll give credit, though. They use actual game footage. They brought back Danny Amendola and some of the guys. That, and Rob Gronkowski. That was cool. That was cool to, to bring them back. Julian Edelman. That was very cool. But, you know, at least we saw actual game footage from the, that Super Bowl, which is really cool. That was good. But, yeah, just a little too far-fetched for me. A little too far-fetched. So... I'd give it like maybe two popcorn kernels. I don't know if that's a thing or not. Ouch. Out of ten or out of five? Are you going two out of five or two probably, out of ten? Probably two out of five. I don't know. It's, you know do we want, we want kernels? We want stars? We want... I don't know what we want, but if I'm doing out of ten, five, five and a half, just it was tolerable, but it, it's not going to be, you know, earth shattering. It's a cute little movie, but I'm wondering what... Why they didn't promote this during the Super Bowl? I thought the whole idea was that they were going to be promoting this during the Super Bowl. We'd see ads running uh, that these guys would be making appearance in the Super Bowl, you know, festivities, whether it's pregame show, something. You would think, right? It was 80 for You Brady. would think so. So what? maybe they're only going to do that if 
Tampa if Bay Tampa was in it. it. I don't know. Yeah. Tampa's last, or Brady's last hurrah. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, there's your movie review, my friend. There it is. 80 for Brady. I don't know. Uh, and Tom says, oh, this was actually pretty cool. It's kind of stupid, but follow me on this one. See if I know, you know where I'm going with this. So as Lily Tomlin and Tom are sitting there, and she's got her 80 for Brady jersey, right? Full of sequins. And it says 80 for Brady. He goes, hey, he goes, do you, I really like that jersey. Do you think we could do a jersey swap? And 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 she goes, well, yeah, sure, I guess so. And thank goodness I didn't have to watch Lily Tomlin take off her, her top, her jersey, right? And then Tom... <laughs> Right. So he goes, and Tom goes, yeah, I've never seen one with sequins like that. All right. So Tom reaches in a locker and he says, oh, where's my jersey? Where, where'd it go? Oh, well, she goes, you could just mail it to me. Give it to me later. He goes, okay, I'll do that. Did you get the reference? No, I'm sitting here looking for that song on the soundtrack. Pay attention. That, Sorry. that was the Super Bowl where he got his jersey oh. stolen from his locker. Yeah. So inside joke, but again, 90% of the people like yourself who probably didn't even realize, remember that happening. I remember But that happened. was a big story. That was the... How someone stole his jersey the, and, he, and he got it back. The Spanish announcer guy. There you and, go. Yeah. Right. There you go. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. It's like, hey, wh- oh, what happened to my jersey? It's gone. That's well, okay. Wasn't it, it like the, the halftime? Like they had him change at halftime no, it was after the game because it was a, kind of a free for all in there. I thought it was he didn't realize it till after after the game. I thought he changed. Well, he didn't at realize half, it. I think he changed at halftime, and that's when the. Why would he change at halftime? Games, for, games indoors. I mean, there's no need to change turf. No, stop. I don't know. Or no, <laughs> no. stains. You know, on turf. On turf. No, because you know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I I do believe they have natural grass there in Houston, though. But that's okay. Good try. Who knows? I don't think so. You can look that up. You know what? Hey, that's Googleable. I will. I will that's Google Googleable. it. If you can Googleable Charday, how do you, the proper pronunciation for Charday is Googleable? Why do you keep looking at the phone for? Because I'm waiting. Hey, Karen's gonna call. A Karen's gonna call. You Karens out there? When we come back, Lindy LaRock is going to join as we talk Rudder Rebels. Hope! Now, more from your favorite sports radio physician. Oh, for crying out loud. The doctor. You watch your language on the air. T.C. Martin. Ah, uh, pump it up, pump it up! Here we go. All right. Why do I feel that somebody's bobbing their head right now? Our next guest is feeling pretty good. The Lady Rebels are doing their thing. And then tomorrow night, you got a chance to clinch the Mountain West Conference regular season title with a victory against San Jose State. 6.30 tomorrow night at the Thomas and Mack Center. Get out there. $1. Tickets are $1. I mean, are you kidding me? You can't beat that. What is this? 1964? It's cool. <laughs> Lindy LaRock, coach of the Lady Rebels. What is happening? Hey, TC. How are you? Uh, I'm good. Can't you tell? I'm good. You know, give me a little beat. Give me a little Lizzo. I'm grooving. Your locker room should hey, be pumping. Hey, you and me both. I'm, I'm vibing over here, too. You know that. That's it. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So you understand that congratulations are in order for you. You understand that, don't you? For what? For what? See, you don't even know. I mean, when I asked you last week to make your Super Bowl prediction, you kind of hemmed and hawed, and you go, well, don't know this. I was pretty close. Pretty close. You were the winner. You nailed it. You're the closest one. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, let's you thought go. I was a little I was a little out there. And I was like, hey, I was I was like spot on. You were spot on. I mean, uh, you know, some of the guys that, that you beat out here, I mean, they're only I have Super Bowl rings and World Series rings and that sort of thing. Yeah, I mean your your score was uh you know the closest to you nailed it. Lindy had 37-34. Chiefs. I know. There you go. I, I, I guess I don't really know how to do football math. I probably should have known that it, it like should have been an eight and a five. But yeah. hey. <laughs> oh, let's see. I was getting a little technical. You like one point off each one right there. Very nice. Very nice. There you go. I don't know. Maybe, like I said, maybe your foot was uh, was on the line for that three pointer. It was only a two. Yeah. That's, that's what happened. <laughs> 
Oh, uh, yeah. So, did you watch the game? I want. I want to. I want to hear about uh, your Super Bowl day experience. Um, I did. Uh, we went to the Knights game at noon, actually. So my husband and I did, um, and then that we kind of left there a little bit early and grabbed our little baby at my parents, and then um, we made it back to our house like right as kickoff was starting. So um, yeah, we we headed on and made some tacos and tacos. You know. Tacos. Yeah. Now, now, who's the chef? Is it is it you or the hubby? Uh we each we each dabble a little bit. I, I was on taco duty that night, but okay. you know he can throw down. Okay. Now, do you do the uh, the box shells, or you go with the corn tortillas? Uh, you fry them up yourself. You do the flour. <laughs> I get you know. Let's let's go. Let's break it down. Uh, we were. I was a little. I was a little lazy, so I just went with some flour tortillas. I just, you know, heat them up on the skillet, and uh, that's nothing wrong with and that. And throw some meat in. So you know, it was just little. Huh? It was good. Are, are are you a ground beef, shredded beef, shredded beef? Try too much work for you. A little chicken. Yeah. What do you go with? Steak. Um, carne asada. Yeah, I was I was just a ground beef this time, but I, I like a ground turkey. But you know, we went we went for the full thing and went beef. Yeah, so you sound too healthy for me. I mean, you know, these ground yeah. turkey stuff way too healthy, right? I mean, do you fo- yeah. do you follow like in your players' diets? Because I'm sure you you hammered that home to them, right? About eating right and all that kind of stuff. Do, do, do you follow that path? I'm sure you do as a former <laughs> athlete, right? Uh, you know, I try not to, to be honest, because uh, I've got enough things to worry about and. <laughs> Um, but you know, we're thankful we've, we've got a great dietitian here at UNLV. So I'm like, you know, that's her job. She can worry about that. There you go. So when you, when you're at home, you just, you, you, you can splurge a little bit then you're okay. Oh yeah. yeah. You know, and with a baby post baby, I'm like, give me every ice cream every night. So I'm, I'm still like in the baby honeymoon stage. Yeah. See, I was wondering what Lindy, the cook was all about. I mean, Lindy, <laughs> the cook. Okay. So you, you got a little lazy with the tacos. So what, what is like your go-to say, if you're going to have people over and, mm. and the easy way uh, is the catering, I get that. But say it, if we had to say a, a Lindy signature dish, what would it be? Mm-hmm. Well, I would I wouldn't um necessarily make it for like a large group, but it was funny. I was talking with our staff. I make I make a mean steak. So Ooh. I like Ooh, you're I, talking. I like some steak. Now and you a, need that asparagus that. in the air fryer, maybe some potatoes, something. So Linda, you're speaking my yep. language. You're speaking my language. I know. Are, are you are you gonna go you gonna go filet, you gonna go New York, you gonna go ribeye, a combination? I'm I'm like filet through and through. See that that's what I'm talking about. How, see, yeah. This is good. All right. You know, I'm you know, now going to invite myself over at any given time now. And I expect a full-fledged filet with the potatoes. <laughs> you know, that's it. I mean. Well, during I, I, season, you know, that that's that's a little bit more to ask. Yeah, out of season, I've got a little know, bit extra time to I do that kind patient. of grocery shopping. <laughs> I, I can be patient. I can, go, I can go off season. Okay. That's right. fine. There it is. I'm going to hold you to it now. I mean, who does this? I mean, just invites themselves over and says, hey, I'm, I'm here for the steak. Here, knock on the uh, – I'm here for that steak. Oh, uh, a medium medium plus, please. That's right. Not medium well, not me. No, a medium plus, cook, Lind- uh, Chef Lindy. <laughs> well, that, that that's too much cooking then for me. I, I, I keep it medium rare. Ooh, really? Well, you can't keep yeah. mine on the grill. Tell you what, I'll, I'll, I'll take over for the next two and a half minutes. Just, you know, let, let it go a little bit longer. All right. That's all good? Yeah, we can do that. All right, twenty four and two, fourteen and zero in the Mountain West. You guys have won fifteen in a row. You know, I never asked you this before. Any superstitions with you? I mean, you know, baseball players are really freaky and superstitious with everything, especially when they got hitting streaks going, all that kind of stuff. I don't know if you were a softball player or not, but but from the basketball side, as a player or coach, any superstitions that you indulge in? No, not really. Not like superstitions. I do think like I have things that like make me feel good. You know, I think that's like, that's more of it than a superstition of, you know, I like to do this and that on, on game day just to like make me feel like I'm in a good rhythm. So, um, but you know, if those things don't happen, I'm like, Oh, you know, the world's not going to stop spinning. So, um, and we still won. So it's like, you know, it's not because of that. Um, um, but yeah, you know, just little things here and there, maybe, you know, what I like to eat or, you know, how I'm getting ready or different stuff and music. Yeah. See the music. Okay. So where, where, where do you go to? What's, what's the game day music for you? Um, imagine dragons. Oh, look at that. All right. 
Yeah. Is that now? Is that just more like you when you're like, say, you know, you know, driving to the arena or or whatever? Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's like that. Okay. Now, what yeah. what what now? What about team music? Who, who's in charge of of the team music? Oh, I, I like um, our managers for the most part. And they they uh, they pick whatever our our team likes. So you know, for practice and some of that, I I don't I don't even know what's playing half the time yeah. unless it's like. You know, something old school. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Oh, that's good. So when we go, like, say, with, like, celebration, you know, you're doing a celebration, like, you know, which you could have, you know, tomorrow night or whatever, uh, or going back to last year when you guys qualified for the tournament, do you, did you participate in any, like, a little celebratory, like, dance or something with the team or whatever? Because, you know, we see a lot of footage with that with a lot of coaches. Is there any of that footage of you out there? Yeah, I'm not. I'm. I. I don't have quite as much rhythm. I mean, we typically our go-to like celebration is just like pouring water on each other. So, yeah. you know, we kind of skip the whole dance move part and uh, just go straight with the water and us pouring it on them and them pouring it on me and everyone getting wet. So that's kind of that's a little bit of our go-to. So, so I, I feel a dance move. You know, you know, coming up here. You know, sometime during the course of this <laughs> run, I, I feel a dance move coming. You, you're going to have to go out of the box, Lindy. You know, you, you got to do uh, it. You know, I, I need them to teach me some of these TikTok things. Yeah. I guess I don't know. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you know, you talk like you know, like you know, you're in your sixties or something. Are you kidding me? I mean, you stop it, stop it. I mean, you're 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 young. You're still young. You're young at heart. You're a young coach. Come on now. I mean, you can get yeah. their groove with well, the at best. Least I know of them. what TikTok is. You know, That's and I, I can see that, but yeah. I'm I'm not quite as brave as they are to like be doing these dances out in the public and having other people film me and and do that stuff. But you know, whatever our team that wants, then I'm you know I'm game to do it. I've done some pretty silly things for them. That's cool. In all seriousness, I mean, it sounds like you have such a a good rapport, you know, with your team, and we know that. That's not always the case, you know, with players and coaches. You know, when you were coming through the ranks and everything, and again, you know, at Stanford under Tara Vandeveer, I don't know how she was. We know that she um, is much older. We know that, uh, you know, she's a great coach. But what was her relationship like with with her teams? I mean, did did players fear her or did they just totally embrace her? What was that relationship like? Um. Well, I think, you know, not just obviously with my experience and, and even Coach Tara, but I think just coaching in general, I think it, you know, just with society, it's had to change and evolve and, and what, what, you know, young players and, and athletes want and need now versus what they wanted then, you know, um, you know, obviously some people refer to it as, as old school or, or whatnot, but I just think, you know, society has changed. So, you know, um, I, I think nowadays, you know, the relationship piece and some of that is, is, you know, important for the trust as far as like, you know, people don't just give out blind trust where it's like, you know, our team trusted the heck out of Tara and we weren't best friends with her, you know, but, but we trusted her. And, and now, you know, maybe that's something that's different with, you know, young people this day and age, they, they got to get to know you to, to trust you. They don't just kind of like trust you because you're the head coach. You know, um, and, you know, for better or worse, you know, sometimes I'm like, well, they didn't hire me for no reason, you know, and I'm sure coaches, you know, around the country kind of think different things at times. But, you know, and instead of trying to, you know, bash this day and age, it's it, sometimes it's just adapting. So, um, you know, I, our staff is young and, and we've got great energy. And I think that's something that we can do well with our team right now is relate to them and, and have great relationships. And, um, and we have great, great trust with each other. Um, and so, you know, maybe that's part of it. How much emphasis, I mean, do you put on, on that? And has that changed or grown over the years that, you know, you've been a head coach of really making sure that you relate to your players, like you said, in, you know, today's day and age? Um, I mean, I think you have to if you want to try to connect with them and, and get them to play hard for you and, and you know, understand what you're doing. Uh, you know, there's more there's more of a need for transparency and to know the why. And, you know, not just like, you know, when I say jump and they just, you know, well, how high? It's not, it's more like, well, why do you want me to jump? You know? Right. Um, and, you know, when those questions maybe not, weren't always asked, um, you know, years ago, but... 
um, you know, for our staff, yeah, it's huge, especially, you know, while we're young, you know, as we continue to age in our, in our professions, we're going to have to connect with them differently and, and those relationships will change. But, um, you know, I think it, it's a big part of, of just being able to care for them too. You know, obviously we're their coaches and, um, you know, but their parents trust us to care for them, obviously on the court, off the court. And, um, you know, when you, we have people that, you know, care about you, then you're, you're more willing to, you know, go the extra step or the extra mile for them. Lindy LaRock joins us, UNLV women's head coach. They are playing some fantastic basketball right now, 24 and 2 overall. They've won 15 in a row. They face San Jose State tomorrow night, 6.30 p.m. at the Thomas and Mack Center. $1 admission tomorrow night as well. And also, tuition giveaway. Some lucky student is going to win a semester, uh, tuition free, which is, uh, fantastic. And, uh, we know we've seen that at the men's games, uh, as well, too. Uh, Ranked 23rd in the nation. When we talked to you last week, you guys were outside the top 25 and we kind of teased it saying, okay, when, you know, you get inside the top 25, we know it's eventually probably coming. Uh, is there going to be, you know, a little celebration or just, you know, you know, feel good there? Cause again, it's acknowledgement there. So when the, you got the word early in the week that, okay, you guys are number 23. Talk a little bit about what that was like with you and your team. Yeah, I mean, uh, so obviously it happened, you know, Monday morning, and for me personally, you know, kind of my my phone, I I should have put it on Do Not Disturb because it just kind of blew up with just, you know, a number of different people from media to friends to family to um you know, everyone in between, uh, which is all, all positive stuff. Um, and then I, you know, we didn't practice until, you know, later in the day until at one o'clock. So I was, I, you know, know our team saw that. And as we started practice, it was just, you know, obviously we, we all saw the news and we kind of acknowledged it. And, you know, I'm like, does it change the work that we have to do today? You know, and they're like, no. And I'm like, you're right. You know, and if anything, it, it makes it to where we got to do more work because um, we we've got even even more to play for and to defend and and to protect. So um, you know I think it's a great it, like you said it's acknowledgement it's great recognition you know nationally um, you know it shines a light on this program that that hasn't had it for 29 years or whenever it was last in, in yep. 1994. So you know we're really kind of proud to be able to bring that light back to this program and, and to the department. Um, but, you know, from our day to day, it doesn't change anything. And again, if anything, I'm like, I'm harder on them this week than I was last week because of it. And, um, you know, because it, it, you can't, you can't relax for one second, especially now with, you know, a, a, a little number by, by your school name. So, um, you know, we're, we're excited to play tomorrow and kind of just to go on to the next thing, you know, we're almost ready for the next thing to happen. So we can kind of stop talking about it. You know, your demeanor is fantastic because it seems like you just really keep even keel, which is really the key for successful coaching, as you know, but you hit the nail on the head. Oh, and by the way, your math is pretty good. 29 years. Very good. I mean, you, you nailed that 1994. That's good. See, there you go. See? <laughs> um, but how have you been able to to come in here and put this two year run together, like you said, when there wasn't this type of success uh before, and to just kind of just you know, okay, this is the norm. This is kind of what we expect uh, because again, that is a difficult thing to do. Yeah, well, um, you know, I think there there's a lot of things that are in place already. I mean, I think UNLV as an institution, there are resources here, um, you know, and that was part of the reason why I wanted to come here and be the head coach because, you know, the foundation was kind of already here. And then what I felt that we brought was just a vision and a plan um, and, you know, kind of that expectation of this is what this is what we're going to do and we're not going to settle for anything less. And so kind of just working off of that vision and, and keeping, keeping, you know, our, our expectations high and, and, and holding everyone to that. Um, you know, obviously it takes great people. I think more than anything, um, having the right pieces and the right places at the right time, you know, sometimes that, that takes longer, um, than it seems. And we've been able to kind of do that here pretty quickly. And, um, obviously the players being bought in and, and, you know, kind of 
doing everything that they can and working really hard. So, um, you know, it's a little bit of everything and obviously I'm just kind of grateful to, to be a part of it and, um, kind of helped kind of steward, steward the path that we're going. But, you know, I think our biggest thing is like, this is great, but we're not done. We've got even bigger goals and, and things that we want to, uh, attain. When we had you on last week, you guys were getting ready for the uh, Fresno State game, and you guys won that game, but man, that was a close call. I mean, it was 64-63, probably a lot closer than mm-hmm. anybody uh, expected here. Talk a little bit about, you know, because when you head into the Mountain West Conference Tournament and then, you know, the NCAA Tournament, because, you know, I'm already putting you guys there, so don't worry about it. Uh, it's just, uh, <laughs> um, But I'm doing that, not you, so, you know, uh, whether there's any superstition or not, don't worry about it. But when you get into these close games like that, okay, what to uh, talk about the demeanor, not only of yourself, but the team and to pull that game out, you know, because I think, you know, the way you guys are rolling, you probably even, you know, shocked your players a little bit like, well, these guys are really this close, but you were able to pull it out. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, we talked about it even before that game where, you know, we're in the point in the season where people's records don't really matter, you know, and teams are playing kind of with a reckless abandon, um, regardless of their record, which makes everyone dangerous and anyone capable of beating anyone on, on whatever night. Um, and so that was a little bit of the case, maybe, uh, against Fresno. Um, they are a really good team. Uh, we had some defensive miscues kind of early that let them get hot. And then, you know, offensively, we were just like one step off, you know, especially watching the film back. Um, you know, we had opportunities to kind of make plays and, you know, where we've, you know, for the most part, you know, made that play to kind of extend the lead or, or to, you know, stretch the game in a certain way for whatever reason, you know, we were just like, you know, an inch off and everything it felt like in that game. Um, so it obviously came down to kind of the final possessions, but I think the biggest thing about our team is, um, you know, we, we have a belief and a confidence in each other that we're going to win. And, you know, we've been playing like crap all game, but here we are in the, in the final seconds and we've got the ball and a chance to win. Um, and you know, we believe in each other and, and they're going to go out there and execute. So, um, you know, there's, with some great experience you know we 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 have you know young players even that have a lot of experience on our team they they listen they they look me right in the eye in the huddle and and they believe it they're calm they're poised and and then they go out there and execute um and they have a knack for kind of making big shots and big plays and, and finishing games and so i think you know even while the the game was kind of back and forth, like, you know, never once in my mind did I ever think we were going to lose the game, mm-hmm. uh, even when we were down two with 12 seconds. Um, and I'd like to think that our team kind of felt that way too. Now you have to go out there and make the play to win the game, and, and they did. So, um, you know, I, I think it's a great experience kind of for our team, especially late in the year, to have a close game like that, um, which on paper against the team maybe people didn't expect. But... Um, you know, that's, that's a little bit of what you're dealing with from, from here on out of, you know, kind of every game is almost like a tournament game where you've got to be, you've got to be really spot on. And if you're not, then you've got to, you've got to find a way to be gritty and tough and grind out a win. And, and that's what we did against Fresno State. You got, then you guys followed that up. You go on the road to Boise and you win by 13, uh, 76, uh, to 63. Uh, here's a big question, Lindy. You know, when, when you go into Boise, I mean, what do you what do you do with food options? And you know what what do you, what, what are you doing? I mean, you know, I'm not sure the Mountain West for the most part, you know, has great food options. I mean, where are you, where are you going to eat in Laramie? What are you getting to eat in Boise? You know, I mean, Vegas, yeah. San Diego, that's one thing, but but Laramie and Boise, you better talk to me here. Yeah, Laramie is tough for sure. Um, you know, Boise is actually not bad. We kind of stay that. The school is right there. They're kind of right in the downtown. The downtown area is kind of cool a little bit. They've, they've got some different, different things that I, I feel like restaurants and shops and bars and different things that have kind of popped up. So Boise, Boise's not the worst to be yeah. honest, but, um, you know, we try to feed them well and, you know, it's not necessarily getting a taste of the city, but, um, you know, you just try to 
give them some good food and luckily we don't spend too much time there so we were there for like maybe 24 hours so we just try to have a nice dinner and eat some breakfast and go play the game and get home shout out i saw the video when you guys were in albuquerque you're hanging out in my spot you, you they went to freddy's you went to, you found a freddy's in albuquerque i mean shout out to my guys there and to you guys i, I love that yeah my well, people so on freddy's, the road they loved after- it too yeah yeah, on the road. Um, if we win, uh, then we get ice cream afterwards. And <laughs> I think that Freddy's was the only thing open in Albuquerque at, you know, like 9.30 p.m. So we typically try to find a Cold Stone or a Dairy Queen, but we've had to, to find a Freddy's a couple of times. And, and then the players like it. So, you know, it's been good to us. We, we like Freddy's. Now, if you like Freddy's, then let, let me hook you up. Let, let, let's get the team out to one of the Freddy's locations here in Vegas, okay? I, I'll, I'll hook that up for you, okay? Because you got to give, you know, they saw that. They they love that. And uh, there you go. And remember, it's not ice cream. You can't go in there saying ice cream. It's frozen custard there. Frozen okay? custard, yeah, that's you gotta, right. You got you to be careful with that, Lindy. But, uh, yeah. no, Freddy's will do it up for you, especially, you know, here in Vegas, four locations. I sound like a walking billboard for them, but, you know, proud sponsors of the show. Kind of because you are. I am. That's true. There you go. So yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm about it. So yeah. we'll, we'll take some Freddy's if you want to hook that up for us. Yeah. We'll do that. Of course. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, tomorrow night, you guys are you guys are in the in the big house tomorrow night. All right, inside the Thomas and Mac. Now, tell us how that works. I mean, we see in the Cox Pavilion, you get in the Thomas and Mac, uh, you know, on occasion. How, how'd this go down? Um, actually, you know, uh, it just it was a game that we picked, you know, kind of early in the year, um, knowing that our conference tournament obviously is in the Thomas and Mac. Then we try to pick one or two conference games, you know, leading up to it to just kind of help us get a feel for the gym. So, um, you know, this was already kind of planned to be in the Thomas and Mac. And I think it's, you know, just some great timing, obviously, to be able to uh, close out, the, you know, the regular season championship or have an opportunity to. We're having our pink game, you know, honoring the breast cancer awareness. Uh, so we're giving away T-shirts, you know, $2 beers, $1 tickets. So, um, you know, there's kind of not a better better time to have the game in the Thomas and Mac and, and see how many people we can get in there. All right. Looking forward to it uh, tomorrow night, 6.30 tip-off. And inside the Thomas and Mack Center, uh, tickets $1. It's going to be uh, fantastic getting ready for the Mountain West Conference Tournament. So uh, good luck tomorrow night, uh, Coach. Uh, make it 16 in a row. And a, uh, you know, a clean sweep would love to see through the Mountain West Conference uh, with uh, you know, that O is not going to go. All right? It's not going to go. Gotta that's be, right. That's it. You know? All right, Lindy. Appreciate it as always, girl. Uh, keep on keeping on. And uh, we'll talk to you real soon. All right. Thanks, CC, man. Appreciate it. You got it. There she is, Lindy LaRock, head coach of the UNLV Lady Rebels, doing their thing 24-2. and They're going to be NCAA tournament bound. Sure, they got to get through the Mountain West Conference tournament coming up here in a couple weeks. Looking forward to that. But uh, it would be great if the Rebels uh, can get a uh, – a much higher seed. We've seen them over the 13 seed in the past. They're definitely going to get, get higher than that this time around, uh, especially if uh, they win out the rest of their games. I want to thank Lindy LaRock for joining us. TJ Rees from Tampa Bay with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Also, my man Todd Dewey with the Las Vegas Review Journal who handles all the gaming-related duties there, the sports betting, talking about uh, the app uh, fiascos that uh, some people are still dealing with, and uh, also... Uh, talking about the Super Bowl betting. All right, that and a whole lot more we continue to talk about tomorrow. All right, join us tomorrow. Scott Spritzer will be in the house. Start talking some college hoops, some NBA, and a whole lot more. If you miss any part of the show, you know where to go. Go to the website at tcmartinshow.com. Keep on, keep it on. Let's go! Let's go!